Hello, and welcome to the NLP Highlights podcast, where we talk about interesting work in natural language processing. This is Matt Gardner and Walid Ammar. We are research scientists at the Allen Institute for Artificial Intelligence. All right, today our guest is Hao Fang, who is a PhD student at the University of Washington, working with Mary Ostendorf. Hao is finishing his PhD soon and is on the job market, so get in contact with him. Uh, Hao, it's good to have you on the program. Welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Today we're going to talk about a paper that Hao posted to Archive a few months ago called Sounding Board, a user-centric and content-driven social chatbot. This paper describes the winning entry into the Amazon Alexa prize. Congratulations, Hao, on winning that prize. Can you tell us what this prize was about? Yeah, so this prize is hosted by Amazon. So they want to invite the university students to build a social bot that can talk with human users on popular, uh, popular topics or recent news. So how do you evaluate these systems? Yeah, so the, the system evaluation, so Amazon has several ways to evaluate system in the competition. So one way they do is the system is available to the Alexa users. So after they have a conversation with the bot, they will give a rating from one to five for the bot. But in the finals, they actually invite three interactors with different backgrounds to talk with the bot. And then there are three judges sitting in the background to see, like, to listen to the conversation. And when they think the conversation is no longer interesting, they will stop the conversation and give a rating also from one to five. So that's the way they pick up, give a rating for these bots. And internally, they actually also did some analysis on like the coherence and the relevance of the response and also like the speech synthesis experience, like all things like this. And for us, we also did some study on like correlates the user reactions to the final user ratings and see like, for example, that's the, uh, how we propose topics and does the user accept or reject topic correlate with the final user ratings. So there are a lot of different ways to try to measure the system. Um, but the evaluation itself is a very challenging problem. As you can see, the whole system involves a lot of modules and it's, they actually work together, so not like isolated modules. So we need to be able to take all, all factors into account. So, so your system were, was selected based on the judges' uh, criteria, a combined criteria for these students? Yeah, so, so in the semifinals, the system is selected based on the user ratings. And in the finals, they uh, select the system based on the judges' criteria. And how many systems in total were participating? So last year, there are 15 systems and for the whole competition. And for the finals, there are three systems. And also this year, they also have eight systems now. So were these arbitrary conversations? What what kind of conversation are we talking about here with this chatbot? Uh, so they don't give a very like strict constraint because you can think about the user can want to talk about anything. But the initial uh, guidance is to talk about the popular topics like they give us eight topics like sports, uh, politics, uh, entertainment, and like science, technology, like all, all kind of these things. And but you can imagine the, the way to invoke the bot is user come to echo device and say like let's chat. So they can chat about anything. They can like chat about a specific movie, they can chat about maybe oh, what's your favorite color, all kind of things. So while you need to handle all these kind of user utterances, you also want to kind of maybe drive the conversation back to like talk about some recent news or popular topics. 
what's the user's goal in having these kinds of conversations? Are they just like trying to fill time? What's the guidance there? Yeah, I think there is a very interesting problem where um, the user goal is not very specific. When they talk with the task-oriented system, they will have a very clear goal, like they want to set alarm or book a flight. But when they come to talk with the social bot, like just a live chat, they may not know what they want, actually. So the user goal is not very specific. So therefore, that's a very important part for our bot is to try to elicit the user's goal during the conversation, like try to discover whether the user wants to talk about some, like maybe recent news. And also we want to present some like popular topics to the user that is potentially user want to talk about. And so the user may start to doing this by both like entertainment for entertainment. Also they kind of be, uh, become a way to acquire information like to know what is recent events and also what are popular discussions online. Okay, one other point that people might be thinking of, there are Turing tests, right? Where you're trying to tell if, if a bot is distinguishable from a person. Is that what, what's going on here? Are there Turing test elements or is this something different? No, we, so in our system, we actually think we are, so our goal is not to pass the Turing test, but to like to give a very good user experience. So the user, we, we think the user should know that they are talking to a bot. And because you can imagine use, when the user talks to a device, they actually have the imagination like this is a bot. So we do not pretend we are a human um, in the background. On the other hand, we need to have a, like a human-like conversations, like to have a very natural, like using the natural language as the way to communicate our, uh, between the us and the user. So, but we are not trying to fool the user that we are a, like a human, not a bot. So let me ask a, like yeah. a related but different question. Yeah. Do you think any of the users actually thought that we were talking to a human? And for how long? Um, so I don't think the user is knowing, uh, think, not much users think they're talking to a human. And so they, a common question we get, of course, is like, who are you and uh, where are you from? So we explicitly say, like, we are a social bot, like, and we are, like, from, uh, in, like, university. So one thing I should mention that is that when the user starts saying, let's chat platform, they will uh, start saying, like, this uh, like a social bot. So that's also a way to, like, tell the user this is a bot of a human. But... For some children, they might still think this is a human some, to some extent, but I would say most people know this is a bot. But if, if these like uh, warnings or like uh, disclaimers were not yeah. given, do you think uh, the users might think? I think I think the question I am interested in is whether how how long a conversation needs to be uh, for the human to tell that this is not actually a human. It won't take too long because like in the conversation you want to kind of guide the user like how to navigate through the conversation. So you may provide some commands, like say, you can say next, you can say continue, or say cancel to yeah. do this thing. So this is very clear, like computer-like commands. Right. So this is like a kind of mixture of like human-like language, but also there's like more like controllable commands. So, okay, so I think at this point, it'd be really helpful to get an actual example of a conversation. And conveniently, you have a nice one in your paper, top right figure, on page one. 
So while Eden, how do you want to read through this as if you're the user in the chatbot? Let me be the user. Okay, so I will be the chatbot user. Let's chat. So, hi, this is the Alexa Price social bot. How's your day? I am five. Glad to hear it. We could chat about robots, Batman, or Superman. See next to chat about something else. Superman. So it looks like you want to talk about Superman. I was high up in the cloud when I realized if people don't recognize Clark Kent as a Superman because of his glasses, does his eye doctor know his true identity? Well, I guess so. Okay. Do you know that Henry Cavill almost missed the call for the role of Superman because he was playing the world of Warcraft? I didn't know that. Weird, right? Um, speaking of Superman, did you watch Superman? It was released in 1997. It's a comedy. Yes, it was hilarious. I'm glad you feel that it's hilarious. So which part do you like the best about the movie? The part when he met Lois Leah. Interesting. McKenna and Ravi co-directed this film. The movie has a rating of 6.3 out of 10 on MDB, which seems pretty good. Do you like the movie director? So that's the end of the conversation. Yeah, uh, so that's actually the conversation goes on, but this is just a very short example of how we carry out the conversation with the user. Nice. And would you say this is an average conversation or is it like one of the better... I think this is above the average. So, so actually, there are a lot of users. You will see there's a lot of users try to break the system. So they will not be very collaborative. So this one, the user is kind of engaged in the conversation. They keep like express their opinions or uh, react, like very positive react to the thing you say. But definitely, users sometimes will be just mildly interesting. Like say, okay, continue, continue. So this right. is the kind of average, and then the below average will be like the user become very angry <laughs> about like, say, I don't know what they're talking about. I don't care these, like, these things. Interesting. So this sounds like, well, how you were talking a whole lot more than Walid was when we were reading through that, right? So the, the chatbot is talking a lot more than the user, and mostly seems like the chatbot's like spitting out information and the user's reacting to it quickly and then the system moves on and says other kinds of facts. Is that a fair characterization of what's going on? So I think that there is the different types of users. So in a normal conversation, user will switch between the role of the speaker and the listener. So when they want to like initiate topics, so lead the conversation, they will start using a, like a command or like or uh, top inform intends to lead conversation. But in most times, the system will try to present information to the user, acting as the user is trying. So the process is actually we are recommending something new to the user. But also, there are type of user who will be very talkative. They want to keep saying very, something very long and very like, complex. So this actually makes the system a little bit harder for in terms of the larger the understanding. So we still see that kind of like users in our system, but you can imagine that because it's the speech recognition and the language understanding become harder. So we like sometimes we fail, and the user learn to like say something short. Actually, interesting. So given that this is how the system works, what do you think the best case use for this is? Like when when would someone actually want to come to the system and use it? 
Yeah, so I think I want to think the thing for from two perspectives. One pers- perspective is within the application social bot, where you want to only like mostly talk about news or the uh, events or the top, uh, popular topics. So that actually serves as a conversation gateway to online content. So we are familiar with these like database or the search engines which helps us to access all the information online because there are much more information we can uh, that are available nowadays for humans to kind of digest. And then later on, we have this recommender system where like in Amazon or Netflix, you kind of start in the system will recommend something to you, although you're not like intentionally to search for them. So this is the for the news and the, for the online discussion it's similar. So you have uh, so many online discussions news, and but you may not be initiated the action to search for them. But the system can provide a way to recommend these things that tailor to your interest in a conversational way. So that's one thing we can think about for the application, just kind of like a conversational recommendation system. And uh, thinking beyond the social body. So we really think it would be a good, nice uh, combination of this social chat with this like task-oriented bot or task-oriented system, where you can start doing something like control your smart home devices or like to have a, set a alarm or calendar while you still can have these social interactions and like to be more proactive or to be more smart in terms of recommending, okay, if you want to like book a flight, you may also want to book a restaurant or something like this. Interesting. Okay. I imagine this would be people who are who can find others to talk to. And I think <laughs> I mean it's kind of a little bit uh, like a sad topic, but it's it's true that many people feel lonely and yeah. uh, for various reasons. Yeah, I, I wonder if this is one use case for this. I think there, that's definitely going to the part of the application being the social bot. So there are a lot of things that you can imagine like this, um, like the companionship, uh, companionship, or there's also the education purpose, like you want to like, make people more aware of the things. And also for people who cannot like uh, like read or they have visual Video problems, so they can use these voice-based interactions to learn about these like online discussions or news. So, um, I think uh, so. There, there are a lot of like applications within the, even within the area of social bot. So, in the example that we read through, it was just the computer that was suggesting new information, and the person wasn't really asking questions. So, let's say that the user had said, "Well." Like had asked a question about Superman. Yeah. Would the system have been able to like respond coherently and answer the question? Yeah. So the system had a question answering engine in the at the back end where if we detect there's a question brought up by the user, we will try to answer that. So there are different types of questions you can imagine. So there is like personal question that you just want to know about the bot or the bot opinion or these factual questions like maybe when does the Superman released or what's the rating of the Superman movie. So these two types of questions are handled differently. So for the factual question, we use this question answer engine, but for the personal question, we have a kind of a backstory response back to be able to provide a coherent answer. 
Another thing we actually do is that not every question we can answer, so there are lots of questions we cannot give an answer. But to engage the user in the conversation, we try to more proactively or to find something relevant to the question. Like say if the user asks some, like maybe it was the birthday of some person that we don't know the, the answer, but we kind of know some news about the person. So we will broadcast like, okay, but we know some, uh, here's the news about this person, we want to know that. So that's ways like we are not only do a question answering, but to try to uh, render some relevant information to the user. So that's a good segue to tell us a little bit more about the system architecture you mm -hmm. have in figure two. Uh, yeah. A display of that. Could you like walk us through this just at the high level? Yeah. So essentially, you can think about the system have three, three big components. One is the front end, which is actually the device where they receive these audio signals and to do the speech recognition. And then there is also the text to speech in the device where to convert the text strings to audio signals. So that's in the uh, happens in the front end. And for the back end, there's all these like APIs or the servers where we can use, uh, we do the parsing, we do the question answering. And also the very important part is the content management where we store all these latest news or the popular discussions in our content, content database. And we organize them as a graph. And so the middle end makes the communication between the front end and the back end. So it receives this like speech recognition transcript and then goes through the process to make a decision what to say back to the user and by talking with the backend, and then it returns the screen to the front end to, like, to be able to return the user as a speech. And so in the core part of the middle end is actually a three modules that is very typical in a dialogue system. There's the language understanding, which try to like to convert the user utterances into a form that the system can understand. Like, um, for example, what's the intent and what are the slot, uh, like what type of question that uh, the user asks. And then there's the dialogue management, which tries, uh, which will run a lot of policy to see, okay, based on this user input and based on what type of things we have in the backend, so what kind of response I should make. And then it will kind of specify what kind of speech acts uh, to say, like there's the grounding act, there's the inform act, and there is the request act or the instruction act. And then in the language generation part, we will try to re uh, realize this act as a natural language and concatenate them together to build our complete response and then return to the text-speech synthesis. So when you're doing the generation component, I know there are a lot of research papers on natural language generation, but somehow I'm guessing you're not actually using any of that. Do you have templates or like how do you generate language? So we, in the system, we use the templates. Um, so there's multiple consideration. Like we are definitely aware of these natural language generation papers. And uh, we actually also tried this six-to-six -six model kind of to combine the language understanding and generation as a whole. But it's not very suitable for the social bot domain right now because the first there's no, there was no data to channel at the beginning. So you have to start to, to crawl all this relevant data. But another issue is like that's not ground on the actual recent news or recent discussions. So so that's something we tried but we didn't use in the our final system. And so the for the long term generation 
part in the system, final system is mostly using the template base. So we have templates for individual speech app, and then the templates are definitely have some variations, and then we try to use the template to give more controllability for the generate, generation part. So this problem with uh, lack of training data, it's not going to be solved really by creating templates, right? Because you, right. you can't, you shouldn't be like overfitting your model right. the same template that you define, right? I guess, yeah. I wonder if like uh, there are many talk shows where people have conversation about things that are popular. Yeah. And, uh, but I guess it's not large enough. It may not be large enough to train. Uh, um, so level. we actually also, uh, we actually try to use talk show data or at least interview data to train the model. So I think the thing we did, one thing was missing is to try to connect like the conversation data with these back like real world discussions or news. So we need to first extract the news mentioned in the talk shows or the the conversations, and then to find the source of this news and to and then train a model that say okay, here are the like information or knowledge you you, you want to be growing your own and here is the conversation, and then to try to train a generator based on this that will be. One thing I can imagine to train this model. So I don't think we. So I feel it will not be true to train a model based on the data we collected for the generator because it will add, um, obviously will best these templates. Mm -hmm. And but I another thing I I would say is I feel it will be so from if you want to implement system that is like deployed for the users, you might use a hybrid method, like there's a template components, but also there is the train, uh, trainable components. So like, for example, you can say, okay, okay, the grounding part, I can use the generator like to say, like, I'm happy you like this, or I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. But for some of these like content presentation or rendering um, component, you want to use template at the beginning. And then it's, uh, so how to balance this thing will be a few like, things to think about. Also, we'll, to make the gap between the research system to the commercial system like more uh, smaller. Yeah, on that topic, I, I remember seeing a lot of papers over the past several years on chatbot research. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that you read those papers much more closely than I yeah. did. So I'm curious to know to what extent you think the current state of uh, literature in dialogue systems is... So I read a lot of these papers. I think they're very good papers. And but you can still think, notice that actual commercial systems, they are not using this state-of-the-art uh, method. Part of this is like, it does not... If you train from scratch, so a lot, lot of these papers have the system to train from scratch and try to learn something based on the data they already have. And by the existing commercial systems, they there are a lot of like knowledge-driven designs. So the bottleneck is knowledge. So they will kind of perform better initially than the trend uh, the trend models. So people nowadays, I think people start more thinking about how can I bootstrap a system from this like initial existing design then use this uh, trainable components to improve that. Or vice versa, I can first uh, first train from scratch and then try to find some ways to improve that by injecting more knowledge to the system. 
So I think it's for me. I think uh, the practical way would be combining these two systems rather than go from go to two extremes. So one stream is like purely end-to-end, like data-driven, learn from scratch. The other end is like purely hand-engineered things for everything. So I really think these two should be combined together to make a like system more like in both in both. Uh, both from the perspective like the development and the maintenance, and also from the perspective of how to scale your system to your, um, to learn from the large amount of data. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think in the paper you mentioned that you had about 160,000 interactions with users. That that number seemed extremely large to me. Just thinking of like, yeah, yeah, in one month. Thinking of thinking of that, it seems a lot more feasible. I guess uh, maybe I think that's really large because I'm not in some industrial lab that has like access to all of Google search logs or whatever. But it, it seems a lot more feasible to do this kind of like start with a no, mostly knowledge engineered system and bootstrap your way to a data driven system by interacting with users. Do you like did you do this? Could, did you actually try learning from the interactions that you had? Yeah, so we actually so the system we had is actually a uh, Kind of a hybrid way. So initially, we used like this, like a lot of rules or knowledge engineering features. But after we had the system deployed, we kind of start getting user data. So, for example, for the you can think about we have uh, individual components in our system, and we can we actually did some annotations on like for example when user want to change a topic and when should we like continue or like to switch things. So this annotation helps us to train a model that I in both the language understanding and the dialogue management um, part. And also for the content management, we also need to so rather than uh, not so we need to understand the like for example news articles or all the online discussions. Um, in particular, we need to filter those inappropriate content. So that's also something we need to use this more machine learning or data-driven methods rather than hand engineers say, okay, this is everything you want to exclude, like the specific thread or specific keywords, which is not enough to cover the actual spectrum of this inappropriate content. So that sounds like uh, the dialect management component in the middle tier, that's uh, where you think we should invest more in, in learning instead of uh, writing rules. Right, so I think the for management and the, the backend, the how to acquire all the online like knowledge or information is where I think the both NLP and the machine learning algorithm can make a big impact. So I think for the long-term understanding, it's definitely people have been working on this area for a long time. So there's already a lot of like like model like, like data-driven learning going on there. And for the Delta management, so people it's not still working on that, like say using green source learning or using this QuantDB to model the process. Not all the commercial systems use that right now. I think there's a trend to move towards more like this, uh, like access like this to help the data management. Uh, you definitely will usually bootstrap based on the like uh, initial system that you see most the knowledge engineering way. You said not all the commercial systems use uh, like uh, deep learning, uh, sorry, um, reinforced learning methods. Uh, are there any that use them? 
as far as you know. So I don't know this detail, this much details, but I definitely know that he, all this like become their trend to explore these methods. Okay. And there are also startups they try to implement this in the for this customer service domain or for the let's see. Yeah, mostly in the customer service domain try to provide a bot that can answer some initial questions for the use uh, for the customers. So 160,000 questions or interactions in a month seems like a really high number for a university project. Like, is, 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 did you just get that number because you were part of the Alexa Prize? Or is this something that, like, any, any PhD student that wants to, like, do research on dialogue could just build an Alexa skill and get a whole bunch of interaction and train a system that way? So I think we definitely benefit from the Alexa Prize platform because, um, it, uh, so it draws all the traffic for if users start saying that chat, then you draw the traffic to one of these bots. So, and then they also do some promotions. So I think that we get this large number because Alexa have a lot, have a large user base. And since we never be able to use, like fully utilize all this data we get, so we get much more data than we can handle right now. And so we are trying to use more on this data to improve the system. But I think for university students, it will be enough to get a cut of stuff. So they don't need to get the million, millions of interaction data, but they still need to get some real user data. So I think the important part is to have your system interact with real users. And you can either recruit like users or just put your system online to have the users to talk with them. Also, think you can imagine that there's lots of users who are who want to have these kind of conversations by looking at the data we get. Or also, there's the, another bot in China, the Microsoft CIs. So they also get a lot of like user interactions. So it's definitely users have motivation or interest in, in talking and chatting with the bot. But so that means there's potential you can get lots of data. And do you plan to continue working on this for the next year or, um, or the Alexa Pro? Uh, so we are not participating in the Alexa Pro because okay. I'm going to graduate. Right. <laughs> so, but I, so I definitely, so we, I'm currently actually working on this space to, so to find ways to improve the system and to more for, uh, formally formulate the idea of like, the social bot or the space of social bot and what's, discuss like what things are missing, what things we need to build and try to like work on this infrastructure or, or working on this component that can help this space. Great, this was a really interesting discussion. Thanks for coming on, Hao. Do you have any last thoughts before we conclude? No, I think the conversation is great. Okay, great, Hao. Um, it was nice to have you on the program. This was a really interesting conversation.